May indeed the Spirit continue to fall afresh on us to fulfill His purposes. And uh, in uh, the modern language, HMD to you. That works, right? Yeah, Beth liked that one. Yeah. HM, I'm going to text that to my mom this morning. You don't think that'll work? No? You don't think that'll work if I text her HMD? No. Oh. Well, um, but happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, I do give thanks, and we all give thanks. For all of us have a mother, and we give thanks that God, through her, gave uh, life to us. And most of us um, had... uh, uh, a mother that wanted more than just to give us life, but wanted uh, to bless us and wanted to influence us um, for good. Um, and whether it's a mother, an aunt, a grandmother, a teacher, coach, um, wanting to influence uh, us for good. Uh, I don't know if you get a chance to see the paper, Dusty Baker, you know, he's the... Uh, Manager for the baseball team, Cincinnati Reds baseball team. Um, you never know. Some folks might not know. And you know, there are a few people in Nigeria that listen to the, this uh, on uh, the internet. And so they wouldn't know who Dusty Baker is at all. Matter of fact, they don't even know really what Mother's Day is, probably. But uh, they will. But Dusty Baker, he said every time, I think it's in the paper this morning, every time he goes to visit his mom and stays at the house, because of the influence of his mother, he cannot leave the house without making his bed. That's what he said. And we all have those ways that um, our mother or that, um, that influence upon us that influences us for good. And it is a sign of the power of mothers, fathers, parents, guardians who influence us. And as I was looking at our passages for this Sunday, continuing to celebrate Pentecost in the presence of the Holy Spirit, thinking how the work of the Holy Spirit is similar to the work of a mother like that because the Spirit is at work to to teach us, to, to lead us, to correct us, to encourage us towards maturity, just like um, a mother, father, parent, guardian would be for us. So we're going to look and see how the ministry of the Holy Spirit is like a mother and why listening to your mama is good practice for listening to the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Thank you for your living presence and power within us. Uh, Speak to us in this time according to your wisdom and to fulfill your purposes. We give ourselves to you, seeking to hear your call upon us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 
Our, our passages are in John uh, chapter 14 and 16. Uh, they start on page 877 in uh, your uh, pew Bible, or you can follow along on the screen. These are the, the sayings in John that Jesus gives us about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus has got to leave. He's got to go. And when he leaves, then the Holy Spirit will come upon us. Uh, we understand God to be uh, triune, the, the Trinity. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, don't worry, this sermon's not about the Trinity. And we're not going to go into what that means or how we understand it and how we don't. But just to recognize there's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are fully God and at work in our lives. And Jesus, God the Son, had to ascend to heaven. And when he did, then the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, would then come upon us. And that's, he's going to give some of the, the teaching to the disciples as to what the ministry of the Spirit's going to be, what he's going to accomplish and do in his ministry that continues today. In other words, the, the Holy Spirit is here today, just like the Holy Spirit was here on the day of Pentecost, which we celebrated last Sunday after Jesus had ascended. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, then we'll jump to 25, and then we'll jump over to chapter 16. Hear the word of the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. Down to verse 25. I've said these things to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. Chapter 16 starting with verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own, but will speak whatever He hears. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, because He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine. For this reason I said that He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, if you jump back to chapter 14, the very beginning, you see Jesus sets out, this is what maturity is. It's at the, the basic point of maturity, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 
I mean, to love God is to obey God. To, to love God is to, to do what, what God leads us to do. And the Spirit is going to come then to fulfill that responsibility within us. What, what, at the very this verse uh, 17, he says, You'll know this, you know the Spirit, because He lives in you, and He will be with you. And that's good and bad, you know? That the Spirit of God's always with us. I mean, are there not sometimes, many times, where you're like, I'm glad God is with me in the midst of this. But you can be honest. Aren't there sometimes when you're like, you know, I wish maybe God wasn't with me in this particular moment. Sort of like mom, right? I mean, there are times when mom teaches us what is true and is with us, even when she's not physically with us, like Dusty Baker making beds. And for me... It's tucking my shirt in. I know it's, a, it's the end thing. I know it's a fashion to have your shirt tucked out. But I, can't, I get dressed with mom every day. You know, she's not there. She lives in Alabama. She's fine, by the way. But she, she is with me and I just hear her tuck your shirt tail in. And I can't go outside the house with, without it. And I figure this, anyway. My, my view of fashion is that I'm like a broken clock. A broken clock is right two times a day, right? So I figure if I just keep my same fashion, eventually I'll be right for some season of time because the fashion's always changing. Eventually, tucking your shirt in will be cool again, right? And so I'm okay. But mom's with me in a good way, tucking my shirt in, like Dusty Baker, and even greater ways of doing what is right. There's... Also times, though, that you wonder how in the world mom was present at some particular event in life. This was at Gresham Junior High School. I was with a friend, we'll call him JP, and uh, those are his initials, but I can't say his name. Um, He'd get mad at me. Um, And we were... School's out of session, and I forget how old I was, middle school maybe. And we were up on the parking lot behind the school building, and we found some rocks, and we found some glass bottles. Yeah, some of you already know that story. Yeah, David, you laughed a little too quickly on that one. Um, because you probably already know what we did, is we took those bottles in that empty parking lot, and we would throw them up in the air and we'd take those rocks and we would try to hit the bottles on the way down. And if we did, it was a magnificent explosion in the middle of the sky. And if we didn't, it was a magnificent explosion when they hit the concrete parking lot. And uh, uh, my son is looking at me with too much glee in his face saying, I've never heard this story before. And uh, two days later, I mean, we were all alone. In this place, there was nobody around, and it's up in sort of in the back in the woods, sort of like Aiken is back in the woods back there. And uh, she asked me about Gresham Junior High School and rocks and glass bottles. She's, I don't know how she saw it, how she heard about it, or what it was, but needless to say, my heart stopped beating, I was resuscitated, and okay. But the Holy Spirit 
is with us through good and bad in every moment. That's God, the Holy Spirit, who resides within you and me. I want you just to try to grasp that for a minute. That God, the Holy Spirit, lives within us. The the one who said, let there be light, and the darkness was dispelled. Simply with His voice. And the one who's breathed into an inanimate object. And then that object had life. It's that God, the Holy Spirit, who lives within us. Who empowers us. Walks with us. Indwells us. In order to fulfill the mission that God has for us. Now, this Holy Spirit within us will... It has been called the, the shy member of the Trinity. That often simply waits in dwelling us for us to ask Him honestly to take over. To lead us in the goddess. But if we don't ask Him, then He'll simply wait. Paul talks about that in Ephesians and other places where he talks about Ephesians 4.30 where he talks about grieving the Spirit or quenching the Spirit. And so our charge simply is to ask. I mean, Jesus said, ask and you'll receive. Simply to ask, which is what I encouraged you to do last Sunday and continue to encourage you to do through this Sunday, is simply ask regularly. Holy Spirit, take control of me today. It's not my life, it's not my glory, it's not my power, but it's yours. So take control of me today for your mission. Sometimes we ask that question. We we ask, we request, okay, Spirit, come take hold of me. But sometimes we're asking the Spirit to take hold of us for the wrong reasons. Wrong purposes. I mean, like I would ask mom, can I have Snickers for breakfast and for lunch and for dinner? And lovingly she would say, no, eat your green beans. So sometimes we ask the Holy Spirit, but what the Spirit has to do is continue to work on our motives and what we're asking Him to do. And other times it's simply that we're not asking So again, I encourage you this week to, to ask the Holy Spirit to take, to take the lead in your life. I still have it programmed in. It came in handy this weekend. Um, but 9 o'clock, 12.30, 5 o'clock, just a little alarm goes off on my phone. And just, Holy Spirit, have your ways on the, the screen. And a simple prayer, Holy Spirit, take control of me today for your mission. It came in really handy when Kathy and I got lost while bringing Hannah back from school in the middle of rural North Carolina and then got stuck in, I don't know, some tractor that's as big as this room and going, you know, 10 miles an hour on back roads. And in the middle of that, the alarm goes off and instead of um, snarling snarling at each other, 
we are laughing at each other. I um, hesitate to think what would happen if uh, that alarm hadn't gone off at that time. The ask and you will receive. The Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit then resides within us. The very power of creation. In order to mature us, to grow us, to transform us, to be more and more like Christ, what we've been singing. Holy Spirit is at work then to teach us the truth. Both in verse 25 of chapter 14 and the end of chapter 16 that we read, tells us that the Spirit is there to bring to mind the words of Jesus. To, to empower and enable us then to follow, to do them. To obey Him. There are certain experiences in my life with my mom that are like the Holy Spirit empowering and teaching. One has to do with language. I rarely, if ever, say the word hate. And you can ask my wife and kids, I rarely, if ever, cuss. I I just don't. And I can trace it back to one experience in my life and how the Spirit then used this experience. I told my mom, I hate you. She then grabbed my wrist and we walked up the stairs into the hall bathroom and she took a bar of soap and washed my mouth out. I can still taste that soap. And the Spirit has used that experience, coupled it with the Word, in James especially, where James says, the tongue is like a fire. One word can can cause a wildfire and huge amounts of destruction. The tongue is like a rudder steering a boat, or like a steering wheel. A little bitty, a little bitty round thing, but you just move it a little bit and that whole car will move. That's the power of the tongue. And James says, if you can control the tongue, you can control all kinds of things. My mom's experience with me of that soap coupled with that passage taught me the truth. Encourage you not to wash people's mouths out with soap. Well, if you have to, go ahead. But that, uh, um, but to read the scriptures, to read the Word, because here is the truth that leads us and guides us into life. This is the the grist for the mill that the Spirit then brings to mind throughout our lives as He leads and guides us into the life that God has for us. He teaches us the truth, bringing to mind the truth, the Scriptures. We're told as well, the Spirit helps us in times of trouble, brings us peace and comfort. I think that's why Jesus said back in verse chapter 14, you know, peace I leave with you. Right after He says, the Spirit will be with you. The Spirit's the one that brings peace. Romans 8 says the same thing, that the Spirit connects with us in our weakness, praying for us, and we don't even know what to pray, with groans deeper than words. And 
Who hasn't, uh, after a nightmare, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the night, knocked on mom's door, crawled into bed, and there in between mom and dad just slept soundly. They may not have, but I did. And the Spirit, in even greater ways, in the midst of the pain and the storms and the nightmares of our life, says, come. I will give you peace that is beyond understanding. Then the Spirit as well teaches us the truth, brings us comfort and peace, and corrects us when we're wrong. Now, it's... A lot of that you see in chapter 16 of John. And primarily, it's to the, wor- the world, convicting the world of, of what is wrong in order to bring repentance, in order to bring conversion. But that work of the Spirit as well continues with each of us, correcting us when wrong. I mentioned it earlier, Ephesians 4.30, where Paul says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And by grieving, it really means makes the Spirit weep. When we disappoint, in a sense, when we act, not according to God's will, but our own. This was when I was uh, in high school, maybe 17, 18. And we were, it was during the summer, and I was at the pool. And it, this, this was a high day up to this point because I had the vehicle. And you know, if you got the vehicle, then you're needed by everybody. Yeah? You're the cool guy. If you, got the, if you got the car, you got the wheels. So everybody was hanging around me at the pool. We were playing. I mean, it was, it, it was a great time. And it was time to leave. So loaded everybody into the car. We fit them in. And my sister also was at the pool. My younger sister, a couple of years younger. And uh, she would not have added to the cool quotient, you know, if, if she was in the car. So I just told her, well, you just stay at the pool. Mom will come get you later. Yeah, for uh, a few of you, you already know where this is uh, going. But that night when I got home, it wasn't just mom that night, it was also dad. We sat down at the kitchen table. And there, it was the worst. They didn't yell and scream. They didn't get angry. They shared with me how disappointed they were. They were just, seriously, they were just hurt. That I would be so selfish to one, you know, diss Audrey, leave her at the pool, and then two, make mom go back and forth the whole round trip to go get her. And how the Spirit used that experience within me to teach me my own selfishness. You know, to, to teach me what Solzhenitsyn said was true. The line between good and evil goes through every human heart. You know, and that how, for me, at the top of my game, really, 
was totally about me and nothing more. The Spirit teaches us the truth, helps us in time of trouble, corrects us when we're wrong. And as we looked at last week, empowers us for ministry. As I consider how I've listened to mom and how mom has brought to, to light these, this teaching, this correction, this encouragement and comfort, I recognize that there's one way that my relationship with mom is different. Relationship with our, our parents, our guardians, those that teach us are totally different than our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because with mom and dad, the whole desire is to, to mature, to grow, to lead, to, to then leave the nest. You know, to, to become independent. To hear their voice less and less and to gain a voice of my own. But the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the one who is my, my helper, the one who is, an, is our helper, our comforter, Desires for his voice to become greater and greater. Desires not to lead us to independence, but to greater and greater dependence on him. As we listen to the Holy Spirit, as we follow the Holy Spirit in our lives, his influence becomes greater and greater. Overtaking all of our lives until we see Him face to face and we are made whole and pure by Him forever. Brothers and sisters, listen to your mama because it can help you and lead us to better listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's... uh, Pray together.